This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Yes, indeed, the Eagles win on Sunday night football. They're 3-4-1. and one. As Carson said, they got the bye. Giants coming out, they could be 4-4-1. Four, four and one. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. It's not too often when you have four turnovers and win a game easily in the National Football League, considering what coaches say about that stat. And it's not easy to win two pro championships in the same month. But Magic Johnson knows what that feels like. Of course, a Laker legend, ownership group at the Dodgers. Magic is going to be with us this Me morning. Me too, though. You too. You too as yeah. well. Obviously, anybody that's a died in the wool Laker fan like yourself, hardcore Dodger fan like yourself, if you're a SoCal sports fan, you are loving October as we weave our way into November. And Urban Magic Johnson is going to join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line coming up in just about 10 minutes. But first, back to Sunday night football as we get ready for Monday night with Brady and the Giants. Tonight's on ESPN with Key getting the theme music already. Jay's usually our soundtrack guy, but Key's got it going this morning. Because I'm worried. I'm worried tonight. That's why. Worried about what? His Giants. My Giants. What do you mean? It ain't nothing to be worried about, man. I know. Just tune in, watch the game, take your beating, and keep it moving. Okay. So last night, that's exactly what the Cowboys did. They tuned in. They took their beating, and they're moving on, likely to be beaten again severely by the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up in six days. I'm just speaking the truth. Four turnovers in a game. Your quarterback plays okay, and it wasn't. It was like a cakewalk for the Eagles. At a point, it was nine seven Cowboys. But what does it say about Dallas when the other team gives you four turnovers and you can do nothing with it when the other team's quarterback is just playing mediocre? It's a, it's a bad football team the Cowboys are bad they know they're bad the offense alignment aren't good they're not running the ball defense is not good I mean they're just not a good football team for all it was worth when we thought about the Cowboys in the offseason when the season was started we obviously felt good about the makeup of the team a new head coach and Mike McCarthy defensive coordinator Mike Nolan coming over you know Ezekiel Elliott's in the fold and in in the quarterback is there on the franchise tag and they drafted the receiver and they got Cooper and it just it just felt Right. And even when they got off to a slow start, it still felt like, okay, they'll catch up to everything and it's new. Then that Prescott gets hurt and then everything just goes to bloop. It just it, it's like, oh my God, this football team is really bad. And that's what you're looking at. You're looking at a bad football team. If it wasn't for the couple wins that they have, they might be the worst team in the league. Well, I mean, even with the Jets there, they could still be tied for the worst team in the league. Every Sunday, it feels like Dak Prescott's value goes up and up and up. I mean, keep looking at it, like (laughs) thinking about how much he's meant to this team from a heart and soul perspective, yet alone the the personal offense that just made everything go for this unit. Every time I watch the Cowboys, you're like, all right, like that's Dak Prescott's team. And when he's not on the field, even if you try to replace him with Andy Dalton or DiNucci, it doesn't matter. Granted, they have a lot of issues. But the value for him has to be high. I wouldn't want to see Dak Prescott behind this offensive line. That's damn for sure. Right. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Um, you know, they went four years ago. The Dallas Cowboys was arguably one of the top two offensive lines in the NFL. Four years later, 
they're at the bottom two in the <laughs> National Football League. And they may just be the worst offensive line in the National Football League. I mean, that's just what they – it's crazy, though, how fast things have turned for the Cowboys. It, it's turned and, and you – you know, you say, well, they still got a chance because of the division. I mean, like, really? I mean, do you really think, much like you said, they're getting ready to no play way. the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, anybody that's a betting man, like a Jay Will, is probably going to bet that the Steelers are going to win the game. Nobody is giving – you're not giving Dallas no hope and prayer at all to win this. It's not even going to be close, even if Andy Dalton plays. And there's no guarantee of that. Jerry Jones did say last week he thought he would be good to go, but again, Jerry Jones is not the team's medical doctor. I do like Mike McCarthy trying to use some Jedi mind tricks, though, because when I wake up this morning, I read the USA Today very early. The headline is, Mike McCarthy says, Cowboys moving in the right direction despite <laughs> loss to Eagles. Would you start reading the, the, the actual column? Because, right, headline has my attention. Key, I started digging deeper, and Mike McCarthy saying, well, our defense has stepped up, and we're playing a little bit better, and we're in it. It's like you're trying to find something positive to talk to your team about. I get it. But once again, rebuilding gear for the Cowboys. I don't know what to say. I mean, there's nothing else to say, really. You know, they they don't need to trade for a quarterback. They got more holes than than, than cheese, as people like to say, or Switch, whatever. Yep. Swiss, Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese, right. Cliche. Um, it's just that, that, look, man, start looking for 2021. You, you, you talk about the Pats. Start looking to 2021. The Cowboys should start looking yep. to 2021 as well. It's fair to say that the Packers are squarely focused on 2020. So tonight, Week 8 will come to an end with the Bucks and the Giants on ESPN. Week 9 will start in the Bay Area. It'll be Green Bay at San Francisco with a rematch of last year's NFC title game with the Packers coming off that head-scratching loss to the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to be in the Bay Area. They're banged up. Jimmy G, George Kittle, the 49ers as always, Tevin Coleman, everybody. It's a walking wounded type franchise. I want to give you this amazing stat as the Packers head to the Golden State where Magic Johnson's waiting for us in about four minutes. But listen to this, and then I want you to listen to Rodgers because this is a team that he's got there, MVP discussion, Super Bowl contender. Last two years, when the Packers play in the state of California, where they also lost the NFC Championship game, last two years, any game, state of California, 0-3. Everywhere else they've played, 19-3. and So there is something about heading to the Golden State for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers yesterday on all the problems the Packers had in that stunning loss to the division rival. As far as our team, you know, I don't think this, we didn't overlook anybody. Um, I don't know if we handled the elements uh, as well as we have in years past. Uh, it was obviously cold um, and windy. Um, and I don't know if we, uh, you know, played with the same type of energy that we needed to. We had fans the last two weeks, no fans this week. I don't know if that had something to do with it, but uh I didn't feel like we played with a lot of energy today. And Key, we should mention, heading back to the state of California, Aaron Rodgers, like yourself, from California. Yeah. What do you think about this? Short week, interesting matchup, Niners banged up. It, it banged up Niners. Not sure what the quarterback situation is. Uh, Kittle as well, the tight end, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo both left in the fourth quarter. So we're still waiting updates on those injuries right. to move forward. I'm not necessarily worried about Green Bay as a whole I'm worried about their defense more so than anything. Their defense hasn't played superstar, lights out. Aaron Rodgers has carried the team to the victories that they've gotten this year. Um, if the defense somehow can figure out how to get it turned around, they got some some big-time money guys on that side of the ball that, that probably should step up a little bit for them. And I think if they do that, they should be able to get out of San Francisco with a W. They have some pretty good talent on the offensive side of the ball, as we know. And, I look, Aaron Rodgers is going home. 
they can go back to last year and look at what they did in the playoffs and lose that football game. But last year is last year. There are different players on both sides of these organizations that was not with the team last year, and there's new guys that are now with the teams last year, so from last year. So it's totally different. Um, but I'm not, I'm not overly worried or concerned about Green Bay's opportunity. Chicago lost that football game yesterday, so Green Bay's still in first place. Right. First place overall, they would be the top seed in the NFC. If it started today, of course, it doesn't. Jay? (laughs) I mean, I'm with Key. I'm not really worried about San Fran as much, Key. Um, You know, you bring up the point of defense. Look, this team is still playing without Aaron Jones, right? So you wonder when they get healthy offensively, you never worry about Aaron Rodgers putting up numbers. I mean, he threw for two TDs yesterday. But, Key, look at their schedule. I mean, the Jags after the 49ers. Colts, okay, their defense. Colts and Bears, good defense. Eagles, at Lions, Panthers. At the end of the day, if their offense can keep them there, they're going to be fine. They just need to obviously tighten up their defense. They got, so I would say, three victories out of the next seven that I would call guarantees. I, I'm not going to call. Who did you say? You, you So the Niners, Jags? The Jags, they should win. Niners, they should win based yep. on injuries. Injuries. Okay, so those two. Colts and uh, I don't know Colts what the, and Bears. I don't know what Colts team is going to show up, nor do I know what Bears team could show up. Fair. <laughs> Phil Rivers can throw for a lot of picks or he can look great. Uh, then the Eagles. The Eagles are playing better football. It'll be somewhat of a They fight. should beat the Eagles, but who knows? At Lions. That's a win. Okay. Panthers. Don't know. Because McCaffrey will be back by the end. Sure. And then Titans and Bears. I don't know what Titans team will show up. And again, I don't know what Bears team will show up. So a lot of opportunity. How about that? If you're the 49ers, though, how do you make this work key? I mean, every single week. Yesterday, again, your quarterback, your top tight end, and your top running back, all injured. And this has been the same story all season long. And they still figure out how to win football they games. Do. Shanahan, <laughs> Shanahan a- does a tremendous job of going out there, making no excuses, and putting whatever players on the field that he has in trying to come out with a W. From no Cal to SoCal, and a celebration for all Laker and Dodger fans on the way. And yes, the Dodgers last won in 1988 before that victory last month. The Lakers also won the NBA title in 1988. If you're old enough, 88 was a good year to be a SoCal sports fan. The point guard of that Lakers championship team in 88 and one of the greatest players to ever Dribble of Basketball joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. And there's a reason you heard the Lakers and the Dodgers there. Magic Johnson, of course, a Laker legend and with the ownership group of the Dodgers. Key, he is dyed in the wool L.A., much like yourself. Take it away, Key. What do you have for What's him? up, Buck? What's up? What's up, Keyshawn? You know I had to call in, man, and do the show, but I had to wait till the Dodgers won. <laughs> and so I'm proud of you, man. Congratulations, and uh, I hate that you had to move to New York, but you still my dog. You still my man. And what's up, Jay Will? How you doing, Magic? We holding him down out here on the East Coast. He's getting used to that right. cold weather. <laughs> and congratulations to all three of you guys, Zubin, on the new show. I I really enjoy it. No, it's all good. Let me ask you this though, mm-hmm. Buck. You obviously won a championship at, at Michigan State. Then a little bit over twelve months, you doubled down with an NBA title, beating the Sixers. How does it feel to win two titles, one as a Laker, one as a Dodger, in less than, I call it, six weeks? Well, it was, uh, I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I'm really happy. Um, let's go back to the Lakers um, who dedicated their season to Kobe Bryant and uh, after him and his beautiful daughter passed away. 
Um, we're still in shock here in Los Angeles, and uh, I think the basketball world uh, is also still devastated by the loss of Kobe Bryant. And then when you think about they were rolling, and, and I think the key weekend, Keyshawn, was on a Friday night we played Milwaukee and beat Milwaukee, and then on Sunday we played the Clippers. And remember when we first played the Clippers the first two games, they had beat the Lakers. And uh, on that Sunday, the Lakers beat the Clippers, and that gave them the confidence and the momentum. And then the season stopped because of COVID-19, not knowing what was going to happen, give Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, a lot of credit for thinking about a bubble and creating that bubble and uh, putting all the health protocols in place. But I think once the Lakers decided to go to the bubble and all the other teams as well, so I want to say thank you to all the players and all the organizations, the Lakers found their rhythm and and really, LeBron James had said that he was coming to Los Angeles. He told me when I sat down with him that his whole purpose was to win a championship and put the Lakers back where they belong. And um, he did exactly that. And uh, I think the world got a chance to see also, not only is LeBron, play, uh, LeBron James the best basketball player in the world, but we also got a chance to see Anthony Davis perform on the biggest stage, and he dominated as well. And, uh, Jay, Will, I thought the the role players really mm-hmm. played well when you think about Dwight Howard and KCP and and uh, Danny Green. And then Alice Caruso was a fire plug and, and a spark plug off the bench as well. And then the man who really just also, along with LeBron and AD, Rondo was just special. Uh, and special during the whole whole playoff run. So, congratulations to to Coach Vogel and and Rob Palinka and uh, Jeannie Buss because it was just a special run. And I think that gave the Dodgers a lot of momentum when they started and said, "Hey, we, let's do this." The Lakers did it. It's our turn. And I was happy for Clayton Kershaw. I was happy for uh, Dave Roberts, our manager you know, to get the monkey off their back. And then I was just happy for all, everybody who live in Los Angeles because the Dodgers and Lakers are the the champs of the world. And so it's just a special, special time for me. And I know Kobe and Dr. Buss and Chick Hearn was looking down from heaven and, and being very proud themselves. Magic, there's no doubt it's been a, it's been a crazy year all the way around. Take me back a, a couple of years ago because I give you so much credit with the way Everything kind of happened with the Lakers organization. Obviously, so much respect to Jenny Buss and Rob Palenka for what they were able to do. But, I mean, that, that initial conversation with LeBron James, you set the foundation for him to come to L.A. And how does that make you feel when you watch it all come to fruition like that and it pans out in a world championship for a team that obviously is so close to your heart? Well, it makes me feel great, Jay Will, and, and because – you know, first of all, you know, you had to just explain to LeBron and Rich Paul, we all three were sitting there, and I said, listen, we're not going to be a dominant team uh, the, your first year. Are you going to be okay with that? You know, I think we can make the playoff, but uh, I don't think we're going to have a chance to win the championship. And he said, no, I'm here for the long run. And so to see it all work out and the work out for – 
uh, Genie Bus workout for LeBron and 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 the whole organization and the fan base. I was very happy. And what I told told LeBron that day, we got to get people who can do multiple things. And I think that uh, that's why a lot of people told me not to sign Rondo, but I I said no. Rondo is a champion. He plays better and takes his game to another level in the playoffs, you know. So despite what people told me, I I knew with multiple ball handlers, Jay Will, Mm -hmm. and guys, you got two guys that can make guys better. Uh, It was going to be better for the Lakers. And so, and then when Rob Palenka pulled off the Anthony Davis trade, that really just took the uh, Lakers to the championship level. So, and uh, I'm just happy that it worked out. Um, you know, it was a great run for me, and now to see the Lakers as champions is just—it just, it just uh, blows my mind. And and again, to see Jeannie Buss as a woman standing there, knowing that she put this all together, mm-hmm. makes me really proud. The great Magic Johnson joins us on the Shells Pins All Performance Line. Buck, you, let's go back to baseball for a minute in the, in the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw. What does that this World Championship? do for his legacy? Oh, it's over now. It's, it's it put him with the greatest of all time in terms of not just the, you know, the Sandy Koufaxes and them uh, with the dot or Hersizer and all the Dodger greats, but the greats of all time that's ever played baseball, because we, we have to remember the man dominated, you know, for all these years, he just never got it done in the World Series, and so now that he's gotten it done, um, he's going to be on anybody's dream team when it comes to baseball. And he pitched two incredible games uh, to get us to this uh, to the World Series in, in terms of winning it because he was, uh, again, in the Atlanta Series and, and uh, as well as the Tampa Bay Series, uh, he was on top of his game. So, I'm just so happy for him. I'm tired of everybody criticizing him, and now he can he put all that to rest, and he can say, "Hey, I'm a a world champion," and uh, as well as Dave Roberts too. He had a lot of pressure on him, and I'm glad that he can also, you know, Keyshawn say, "Hey, uh, I made all the right decisions, made all the right moves," and he's also a world champion as well. So when you think about you know, the monkey is off everybody's back, and now they can just be happy. And what's great about both organizations, we're going to be back again next year. <laughs> you know, if you think about both teams, the Lakers and the Dodgers, uh, when we when we signed Mookie Betts, or, or I shouldn't say that, when we traded for Mookie Betts, that put us in a position, and then we signed them to a long-term contract. Uh, that put us in a position, Keyshawn, to be great for a long time. Mm -hmm. And to me, he's like LeBron James. Mm -hmm. He does so many things on the baseball field to help you win, just like LeBron James does in basketball. And so we got the two biggest stars. The biggest star in basketball resides in L.A., and the biggest star in baseball right now resides in L.A. as well, and, and Mookie Betts. Magic, you know, I've learned so much from you over the years just as a big brother for me, whether it was business or whatever the case may be, and and I look at your legacy off the court. 
And I look at LeBron James coming to L.A. and some of the things that he's doing off the court, whether it's the voting, whether it's just what he's been able to do inside the bubble, outside the bubble. Where does his legacy stand off the court? Oh, it's, it's still being written, Keyshawn. And the things that he's been able to do, building his business with Maverick and uh, Rich Paul, um, those three guys have done just a fabulous job of establishing the business, but also giving back to building schools for kids, giving kids scholarships. And then he said, hey, I'm going to really lend my voice to people who uh, are voiceless, right? And so I'm going to stand up for what's right in terms of get out to vote. And, and if there's issues in terms of what are we going to do with, you know, because of George Floyd got murdered, Brianna Taylor, on and on and on. Uh, LeBron James, Chris Paul, uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, you know, those guys, Kevin Durant, they all stepped up and said, hey, uh, enough is enough. We, we got to use our platform to bring about change. And they were led by LeBron James. And then when he asked people to uh, use their stadiums like he did with the Dodgers and and all across the sports landscape where he made sure people were getting out to vote for this election and make sure everybody votes tomorrow or today, um, it was amazing. So I'm so proud of LeBron because the fact that you know, he's not scared to take on any issue, and he will tackle that issue. And I think that I'm, I'm proud of all the other basketball players, too. And I wouldn't say that, just not just basketball players, but I think there's athletes across all the different leagues because everybody has stepped up during the protest, and, and I'm really happy that LeBron led the effort. And, and you're going to see him do some great things, Keyshawn. And, Jay, well, i got to tell you this story, man, real quick, you and Zubin. So I'm in L.A., so I decided I just worked out. I'm going to grab some breakfast. So I stopped at a Panera. So I'm in the Panera bread, you know, getting ordered me an a egg white omelet. and an egg white, I think it's on, the, um, on a um, bagel. So the young lady says, you know, she gets on the phone and hands me the phone. Somebody want to talk to you. And it's Keyshawn, and Keyshawn owned the Panera Bread. <laughs> <laughs> Did he hook you up, Buck? Did he hook you up now? Did he give you a free now, meal? The, you know, Jay Will, I started ordering everything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, but the best, hey, the best part of anything was was when I was your landlord at the Starbucks when you That's was right. writing them checks. <laughs> That's the best hey, part. Hey, listen, what's really great about that, Keyshawn, is how many. Black men, African-American men, can you own the building. I rent it from you. I mean, that's that's just like, it was heaven, man. And the things that you've been able to do, brother, I'm so proud of you as an entrepreneur, owning all those businesses. And you, may, you put your stamp on the city of L.A. And then, Jay Will, the things you've been able to do, man, with your incredible platform all the shows you know and not just this one but 
when you were on all the other shows, you really, man, you're doing a great job for yourself and your family. And Key, if he hadn't got hurt, man, mm-hmm. Jay Will would have been definitely a Hall of Famer in the NBA as he is in uh, college basketball. The boy had so many gears. Man, he come at you, man. <laughs> Magic, no, I want to say you, thank you. Thank you were something else, man. Thank you, you were for just, something else, and but, you would have did the same thing in the NBA. I, I really enjoyed your game, and I, I told you this before, uh, what you did in college, and I knew you were going to do the same thing in the NBA. Buck, I just want to say thank you for always leading. I, I know, you know, being in the media, people always say, you always handle yourself in such a first-class First class manner, 24-7, 365. And I'll never forget, uh, Magic, your, your weekend in L.A. Key, ever been to the, those, uh, that basketball weekend he pulled off in L.A.? You said, have I ever been? Woo! I'm telling you. Magic, you I better. You, I was like, I this made it, Lord. This Mama, made this it. Is, this is a different conversation that we're not going to have on air, Buck. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do, Magic, though, seriously. Uh, I appreciate that, Jay Will. And Zubin, thank you for being an incredible point guard in between those two guys, my two friends, guys who I respect and admire because you really set them up well. And, um, you know, I saw that uh, you guys were talking about the Michigan State win over Michigan earlier. So, you know, that made me happy, right? (laughs) And uh, so God bless you guys, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And you educate me all the time on whether it's basketball, whether it's football, the things that you talk about. And, Key, you haven't changed a bit, boy. you still that <laughs> Laker-Dodger fan. I was, I've been watching the show all the time, and so you've been propping us up. So thank you. All right. We'll talk. That's the great Magic Johnson, an NBA champion, a Major League Baseball champion with the Dodgers, a WNBA champion with the Sparks, and who knows, maybe an MLS champion. He's got wow. his hand in the LAFC with the playoffs coming soon. Everything wow. he touches turns magically to gold. Magic, thanks, man. Oh, my pleasure. God bless you guys. Stay healthy during this pandemic, and happy holidays. And everybody get out and vote. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Thanks, That's the one and only, yeah. the legend, Irvin Magic Johnson. Leader. Proud Michigan State Spartan, too. Had to get that one in on the boys in maize and blue. On the way, Monday Night Football. Brady back on the Monday Night Stage. The final game they'll have to play without A.B., who is warming up. So how does he look? The answer, next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We're going to put a curtain on week number eight of the NFL season. It'll drop. It'll all be over after the Bucks and the Giants are done tonight on ESPN. The Monday night 
Football analyst Lou Riddick joins us for the Monday Night Football Preview, and it is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and Lou joins us this morning. Lou, first things first, this is going to be the last game they're going to have to play the Bucks are without. Antonio Brown could be back for next Sunday's game against the Saints after he waits this one out against the Giants. I know he's working out, and there have been some eyes on A.B. What are you hearing on how he looks? Uh, look, according to head coach Bruce Arians, he looks fantastic, and you wouldn't you wouldn't expect anything different. I mean. There's never been an issue with Antonio as far as how much time and effort and investment he will make into being the best football player he can be on the football field. That goes all the way back to Pittsburgh where he started. Everyone will tell you he is one of the hardest workers in any locker room he's ever been in. He's a self-made man in the league. He didn't come into the league as a first-rounder who everyone was given opportunities to hand over fist. He, he's, he earned everything that he's gotten on the football field. And he's going to earn it again down there in Tampa, and they're looking forward to getting him out there on the field. Lewis, Tom Brady and the Bucks take the third uh, highest scoring offense on average into MetLife Stadium to face the Giants. The defense is atrocious. What can they do mm. to slow down Brady, if the, anything at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's going to be tough, Keyshawn. I mean, you know, they're, they're just out, man. You know, simple as that. But. There's certain things that you have to do to Tom, which is, number one, I think the very first thing you have to do is you have to pressure him down the middle in his face, and you have to absolutely assault the area between the guards as far as pass protection is concerned. And before they do that, they have to make sure that they slow down what is what is turning out to be an improving running game for Tampa so they can get him in second and long, third and long, where from a percentage standpoint, you know they're going to throw the football and try and take shots downtown. But if you don't move Tom and he can stand back there seven, eight yards and just stand there straight up and down like you know he likes to do, bounce on his feet and then just launch it, this game will be over quick. So if they don't if they don't move him, if you see him standing back there nice and comfortable, the game will be over. If you see him on the ground and you see him looking around like, wait a minute, then you may have a football game, provided that the Giants offense can put some points on the board against what is arguably one of the best defenses in the, in the National Football League for Tampa. Lewis, what do you think are the biz, the biggest weaknesses for the Bucks moving forward? Things they need to work on in order to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, really at this point, what what will derail what they have going on is one injury. Like if they can't keep the people healthy at wide receiver. Now, remember, a lot, one of the big reasons for Antonio being signed down there is because they can't keep the same guys on the field all the time. They can't can't keep Godwin and Evans on the field together at the same time. They keep getting nicked up. So I think injury slash bad luck will be one of the things. And then the other thing that would happen is, look, they're young on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the secondary. I mean, they have a bunch of 22, 23, 24-year-olds that are ridiculously talented, but we don't know how they're going to be once things start becoming even – you know, once the expectations really ratchet up and we get into the latter part of November and December where people start talking about them as being one of the favorites, how are they going to handle that kind of thing? But talking to Todd Bowles, he thinks that mentally these guys are up for the challenge. They don't blink at all. So really, I think this bad luck is what will derail this football team for from challenging for, you know, being the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. I don't really see anything else stopping them because they, they are that – they're that talented, just plainly put. They're that talented. You mentioned Ty Bowles, the defense. Daniel Jones is coming off a pretty good performance against the Eagles in a one-point loss last uh, week. How could he build, if anything at all, against this defense, any type of confidence moving forward? 
Well, I think, Keyshawn, the first thing he's got to do is get the ball out quick, decisive, not run around back there behind the line of scrimmage trying to play his own version of hero ball and then making bad decisions as you've seen he will make when plays extend. And then when he is standing back there in the pocket and he isn't running around, but he's trying to just navigate the pocket and keep his eyes down the field, don't hold on to the ball so long to where then people start swiping at it and then you turn it over, which has also been a huge problem for him since he's come into the league. Like No one has turned the ball over at quarterback more than him other than Jameis Winston since the beginning of 2019. Nobody. And there's a re- it's because of those two reasons. He tries to make too many plays outside the pocket and tosses it up. Uh, 50-50 balls that defenses, defenses are coming down with, and then he's just not secure with it in the pocket. And I promise you, Todd will heat him up early in this football game to see if he's going to hold on to that football and if he's going to protect it. And if he doesn't, it's going to get ugly. If he does and he hits some plays down the field, then, then that'll make Todd rethink how he wants to defend him. But that, this game will be decided pretty early based upon those factors. Indeed. If Brady's got those lanes, this thing could be over. As Lewis said, we'll see Lewis, Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and the great Lisa Salters on the call for Monday Night Football tonight. And that'll put a capper on week eight of the season and the return of AB for week nine. Lou, we'll look for you tonight. Thanks a lot. You got it, guys. Thanks. All right, Lou. Quick reminder, the Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. I want to quickly mention some more COVID news out of the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals, two players testing positive this past weekend. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury confirming that this morning, the team's head coach. Arizona, if you're wondering, was on the bye this past week. But players came into the facility in Tempe for testing every day for three hours once the positive tests were discovered. They did a little contact tracing, but Coach Kingsbury said it turned up, quote, limited results. All the tests on Sunday came back negative. If you're wondering, next up for the Cardinals, they will play the Miami Dolphins on Sunday in Arizona. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. On the way, you heard Lou talk about it. Tom Brady back against the Giants with a different helmet and uniform. His incredible 11-month journey will put you on the road with TB12 over the last 11 months, leading to Monday Night Football. On the way. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com Keyshawn, j will and subin the podcast 
play-by-play courtesy of 98.5, the sports hub in Boston. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. No. <laughs> I do not. I just know the beat. The bottom line, folks, Bill Belichick and the Pats are 2-5. and five. Tom Brady and the Bucks are 5-2. and two. Could be 6-2 and two by the end of the night. Yeah. I know, Key, it's tough, but that's what everybody is going back to for the rest of time as long as these two guys are in the league. Think about it, though. Bill Belichick doesn't have the nearly the talent that Tampa Bay has. He just doesn't. Tom Brady made the right choice at assessing what New England had from a talent standpoint and made a decision to go get with a team that has some talent that he can enhance and take them to the playoffs or even maybe to the Super Bowl. I, I'm not going to get caught up in the Belichick versus Brady. Uh, Belichick can't do it without Brady. Brady can't do it without Belichick. I don't, I don't want to... I want to get into that because clearly Belichick discovered Tom Brady from Michigan, made a decision to leave him at quarterback when Drew Bledsoe got hurt, and he continued to grow from there and went on and became one of the top three or four quarterbacks to ever get underneath the center in the National Football League, period. There's no denying that. And Bill Belichick has gone on to become one of the greatest coaches to ever coach on the sideline. Rest is history. So I the the comparison and it's just like, come on, man, you that's like you're not gonna win. Some people are gonna say it's all Belichick. Some people are gonna say Brady left well, to go to Tampa because Tampa had players in place and anybody could have did that. Yeah, that's what we love to do. That's what people love to do. The more it's you true. win, as soon as you start losing, people love to break you down, tell you why <laughs> you're not great anymore, right? But that's why we talk about this because that's not the case. Tampa Bay best defense in the NFC. Tom Brady finding his way. They yeah. all, offensively, their weapons get healthier. I mean, this team is prone to get to the Super Bowl. Vice versa, my Giants, Gettleman, not sure he's the answer. I'll tell you who I want. I want the guy we just spoke to. Bring him back. Bring Lou, uh, bring Lou Rick back. At least a 21st century thinker. I mean, at least he's not jumping to conclusions well, every he's single week. he's got weekend. a job already to do tonight called Monday Night Football. Fair. But when that's over, you know. Yeah, if I'm Lewis, I'm cool, man. Sit in the booth. Don't take the stress on. You're not taking a job? No, why would I want to? Why would I want to be put in a stress situation? You always say this. I'm not doing that because you said I'm that not, with Jeff Van Gundy when he I'm had a chance. I'm not to doing that. Lewis Riddick got a job of a lifetime, man. He better sit his ass down and be happy. <laughs> I'm not going to coach no or, or evaluate no damn talent. Evaluate. The That's talent. why he's great at evaluating doing. the talent by looking at it and calling the games. Why put yourself in a stress situation with New York Giant fans? Booing you when it don't go right. Because some people love the addiction to the stress because it makes them rise to the occasion. And here's the one thing I will say about Lewis Reddick. He never seems to be swayed one way or the other by what people yell at him. No, right? I, I He's get always that. very practical and reasonable I'm just and good. thinks holistically about the equation. That's what we need. No, I'm that's good. what a ju- Molly McQuarrie just walked in. She will tell you that's what we need too. It's what we need. Thank you, Molly. We need Molly. There weren't the protocols of COVID. I would tell her to come over here and tell us we need a guy like Lewis Reddick. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, she's definitely six feet away. We don't need the police coming in at this particular point. Keyshawn J. Wills, you've been brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Molly is in the house. First take will be on ESPN right from the studio we're sitting in coming up here at the top of the hour in nine minutes. Always give you guys a little promotion. This morning, we were asking you over the last four hours, and you can continue to vote on the Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Twitter page, Key J and Z, even when we're off the air. Interesting question this morning with surprising results. Simply put, which quarterback you trust more to win a playoff game 
at this particular moment. Josh Allen, who's been to the playoffs but has yet to win a playoff game. Oh. Or Lamar Jackson, who's played in multiple playoff games and is the unanimous MVP and has yet to win a playoff game. When you hear Lamar's resume, you would think it seems pretty easy, but hang on. 52.2% of our voters on the Twitter feed said Josh Allen over Lamar right now to win a playoff game. Let's give you just one example. At Sensational underscore Gus hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Guys, this is his rationale. You tell me if you like it. Right now it's Allen. Jackson looked at points yesterday as if he just landed on earth and somebody put him behind center with a vague instruction as to what to do next. So apparently Lamar just came off a UFO, and that's why he couldn't play well wow, yesterday. Damn. And that's what this guy's saying. It sound like this that's guy this- is like, he's horrible. He is at the bottom of the NFL. I agree with you. Don't this get lost little, in the poll, please. This seems no, a little I'm, extreme. But- I'm straight with Lamar. I just, throwing the ball, I just questioned some, some stuff in terms of throwing the ball. But I'll take him all day over Josh Allen. I just, my trust factor is I can probably win a playoff game with Josh Allen not doing as much. I don't know that I can win a playoff game with Lamar doing the same thing Josh Allen is, which is taking a ball out of Lamar's hands wouldn't be fair. All I know is if you're trying to catch up in the game late, you just can't can't throw across the middle like he did at the end of the game to Snead. Poor Snead almost got his head ripped off. Hey, man, go catch the football. Figure out a way to make it play. (laughs) Figure out a way to make it play, even if you get knocked out. Get up and live to see the next day. We should mention, once again, these two teams, the resumption of right now the NFL's best rivalry, according to some, will come on Thanksgiving night, the third of three games of America watching. You know what's so funny, though? The next day in meetings, the coach would try to tell Snead, hey, man, you should have caught that. The coaches really think like that. How is that possible? But they really will try and tell you, you should have made an attempt. You should have caught that. You should have caught it, man. You should you figure out a way. We I don't need know how y'all you. Do it. So I'm saying you get that's five coach, times. You get five times to hit me do. on the wrist, and you foul out of my sport. Well, you missed a week for a two. So come on. <laughs> don't, now you calling every basketball player that? We hope you elect to join us tomorrow on election day. So See you tomorrow morning. Vote. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at six Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.